to Behind the Restaurant. I am your lovely, lovely experienced host on All Matters Restaurant. The name is Jerry. So, welcome once again. Oh, last time we were here, we talked a little SCX. We talked a little D-R-U-G-S. And we talked about, well, the title says Chicken Nuggets, but I don't think we talked about too much about Chicken Nuggets, honestly. So, what do we converse about this time? I thought a very interesting part of the restaurant industry to converse about is time. Because time is important in the restaurant industry. Everything revolves around time. It revolves around specific times. It revolves around the time of day. And it revolves around who will come in at certain times. Did you know that everything is judged in groups of time in the restaurant industry? There are certain times that have been written into actual code for breaks for employees into the, you know, New York State standard of breaks. You are required to give people 30 minutes if they work more than six hours. If they work under six hours, but more than four, you're required to give them 15 minutes. And you're also required to give them a five minute break every now and again. But you are only required to give them these breaks after two o'clock or before 12 o'clock if they're coming in for an early, early morning session at like around six. And then in the nighttime, there's also another requirement between six and eight, you do not have to give people breaks. You don't, you technically do not. In the restaurant industry, you do not have to give them breaks. It's not required. It's just, why you ask? Time. What is time, you wonder? In these instances, the time is when things are the most profitable. Between 12 and 2 is considered one of the biggest lunch rush times available to any restaurant concept in New York City. Because of that, breaks are not required by employees to be given during those set amount of time. Because that's when you need and you are bringing in people to be on the clock the most. So, during these set moments, you know, you don't have to give employees a specific break to get through. Now, this is interesting because a lot of employees don't know these regulations and some of them want, especially in the night shift, they want to take a break between six and eight because they go like, oh, I've been on since two. I would like a break so I don't have to, you know, go into the closing without one or take the break too late into the closing. But this is why things get worked out where employees are required to take a break either before the rush starts or after the rush is over. And that's even false sometimes for managers. Managers don't take a break right in the middle of rush because that's when they're wanted to be on the floor making the most contact and doing the most things in most restaurant concepts. Now, I bring this up for everyone to understand that because of this, restaurants have become very unique on how they schedule and how they use their time. Because there are other things and regulations that are prohibitive in how we are allowed to bring in and keep employees on the clock. And because of that, it has led to very unique styles of timekeeping and breaks and schedules and weirdness. And it creates so many problems, man. Imagine having to tell somebody, oh, you're in from 12 to four. Wait, I get four hours? Yeah, that's all we need because we need them for the rush 
And then the morning people are going to leave mm. at exactly 2 o'clock, because that's when the rush is done, or exactly 3. And in that time of them leaving, we go like, okay, so now you will take over for where they are, because the rush is starting to die down. The thing about restaurants is, rushes die down in the sense that they're not as crazy as they are between 12 and 2. But there's still people coming in. The fluctuation of having to move staff around from one place to the next because you want certain people engaging in a certain way. It's like, it becomes very annoying. And having somebody in from 12 to 4, they're like, oh. Because then what you have is, here's how the schedule breaks down. If you are open for breakfast, meaning you're open at about 8 o'clock, you have staff coming in between 6 for the kitchen, 7 o'clock for the front. That's how you have your staff. Kitchen needs more time to set up and more time to prep. So they're in there longer. And they're going to get more hours technically. If you have them in at 6, they're going to be in from 6 to about 3 or 4. The majority of them. Yeah, you'll have some staff, they'll, some lunch staff, they'll come in at 11. And they'll be on 11 to 7, 11 to 8. The reason for that is because kitchen needs more overlap than front of the house does. Technically. Even though I can disagree with that from time to time. In the sense that front of the house does need some overlap, but, you know, employers don't want to pay for that. They don't want to pay for the overlap in that way, even though it costs them less to have a front of the house person than to have a kitchen person. Because you're technically always paying a kitchen person more money, unless you're talking about a shift leader or a manager. Then, yes, they get paid more than everybody else. But most kitchen staff make more money than any front of the house worker does. Simple as that. So to have more overlap there, you're actually costing yourself more money in the long run than you're actually making because there's so much dead air in some occasions with them. So, getting back to the point. You want overlap. You want times to be right. So if you have somebody in the front coming in at 7, you're usually scheduling them 7 to 2. They're going to get about 7 hours. They're more than likely not going to get a break, per se, Maybe you'll have them in for a breakfast break at around 9.30. Have them get a quick break that way. But they're not going to get a lunch break. They're going to eat after lunch. And usually that means you're going to give them a free lunch. Because you're going to be going. They're going to be going through a shift. And not really taking their 30 minutes. Because you can't give it to them between 12 and 2. It's just not possible. For restaurants to succeed. If you have people taking breaks between 12 and 2. You're not going to succeed. Most concepts. Even McDonald's and all that shit. Those times are insane. And they're made even worse now with deliveries and stuff like that. Because now you have people ordering for food that has to go out. And you have these Uber and Grubhub people coming in to pick up food. And you're like, oh man, really? Do we have to? And it's just, it becomes more of a hassle that way. And that adds on the pressure that's already there from the regular lunch crowd that you have to deal with. So, you're scheduling that way. And then you're scheduling people to come in at 11. If it's front of the house, I hate to say it. If you have somebody coming in at 11, they're done by 4 or 5 o'clock. They're not getting a long shift. It's very rare that you have overlap for front of the house. Because of that, because at 4 o'clock you have the night shift. And this is where it's interesting because you have three people who come in. If you're open till 10... You're going to have three people coming in. They're all going to come in almost at the same time. The staggering of their schedule is probably about an hour. So you have two people who will come in at four. One of them is going to stay the whole night. One of them is going to work most of the night. 
and then what you're gonna have a person coming in at five who's gonna close with the other person so here's how it's gonna work you're gonna have two people at four you're gonna have an overlap from the person from one of the three people still left who started at 11 or 12 the 12 o'clock person usually ends up working 12 to 5 you want their end to coincide with the person who's coming in later and you want the 11 o'clock person end to coincide with the person who's coming in earlier this is how schedules end up working out so when people customers come in and they go oh you're short staffed or you're this or you're no we're staggered our staff comes in when they're required to come in for what we need like five people here i'm not gonna have an overabundance of staff like just because your office building schedules people for every single cubicle doesn't mean that my restaurant has to schedule a person for every single part of the restaurant when we're barely going to have enough people to cover that reason. It's a cost-benefit analysis. Does it cost me more or benefit me more to have people in in this way? Usually, I hate to say it, it costs you more in the long run. But you are taught something when you're a manager. You're taught that sometimes it's better to schedule people to come in and send them home early versus not having people and having to call somebody to come in. Because the likelihood of you getting someone to come in when they're not scheduled, whoo, Nelly, it's insane. Now, there are longer schedules on occasion. There were there have been days where we'll schedule a person 12 to 10 and 12 to 9. The reason you don't do 12 to 10 is because in New York, if you schedule somebody for a day of 10 or more hours, you have to pay them for an additional hour on top of that. So you usually don't want to pay that additional hour, and it's just that's the way it falls. Now, I say all of this to speak about time in the restaurant. Time is crazy dumb. There is no concept of it when you're working. You think you understand time when you're working. You think you get what's going on. You have no idea. You start at 7 it is 12 by 8 o'clock. Or at least that's how it feels. And by 2 o'clock, it feels like it's 1 o'clock. It's just a very slow, quick... It. You get lost so much on the things you do day to day and routine that you have in that sometimes you get lost in the fact of the things that you're doing, period. It's kind of crazy how that ends up working out. Now... Time in a restaurant is the most interesting of things there are in the world. Because it can be viewed in many different ways. And whew, it can be annoying in many others. You see, when the term time is relative really takes a hold of the restaurant concept, it becomes something very different. Because time can be associated in many different manners. Experience is time relative related as well and that's one of the biggest things in the restaurant industry because the restaurant industry works on the concept of getting employees who are not that experienced and training them up to the point of experience enough to be there and it works on having one or two people with a great amount of experience while the rest are basically could be called inexperienced and the reason it works that way, this way is because of the same reason that you make employees come in a 12 to 4 schedule. Money. 
it works out for money. The more experienced the person is, the more they're going to believe they deserve for the position that you're asking them to complete because they have an understanding of what the requirement is for this position. So because they have this understanding, they're also better equipped to handle the things that come day to day, even though most restaurants don't want to pay for that better equippedness. They just want to pay for someone that they could train up quick enough who will know enough and could get them through the next day. That's the crazy part. You don't want somebody who has 10 to 12 years because you don't want to pay for what 10 to 12 years means. You really don't. It's strange that in most any other profession, having longevity and understanding and knowledge and experience works. But for the restaurant industry, it can be a hindrance. It can be a hindrance to be too experienced, to know too much. And that can be a hindrance in other, um, you know, professions. But in the restaurant industry, I found that it is probably a bigger hindrance than any other. Because they believe that you will want more than they're willing to compensate you for. And that's an interesting time thing to think about. Because they'd rather hire five brand new people who they get to pay $15 an hour right now than hire two people with experience who they'll have to pay $18 to $19 an hour because of the level of experience they have. But the two people with experience have a quicker and better understanding of the day-to-day routine and can handle the just overwhelming nature of working in the restaurant industry while the inexperienced people will fluster and fail for the beginning stages and may show something in the long run but in the parts that you need them right then and there they may not have that same level of capability that the experienced people have but restaurant industry also loves to take people from within and make them more in that way. A, if you take somebody who you started out at 15 and put them up to the same position you were going to hire the person at 18, you only have to pay them 17. That's the way it works in the mindset of a restaurant owner and a restaurant manager. Because I'm bringing you up through this, I don't have to pay you as much to get you up to the next level. I can pay you less because of the fact that I'm elevating you through the things that are going on while someone else wasn't here so they're going to expect a little bit more because they've already been elevated in other places but as good as that is they have only the person that you're promoting while it can be very good because they understand the way your system works only promoting from within can be detrimental as well because the idea that you only promote for people from people who know each other and from people who have created friendships together, you don't create any points of actual leadership, control, or overall organization because these people are going up through the through the rungs as friends and as colleagues. They're not going up through the rungs as, you know, people in a 
oh, this person's going to lead while this person's trying to make... It's like, you need to have the occasional outside person who, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more, but it's going to light a little bit more of a fire and have a better leadership quality than the person who's coming in from the inside. You will find those people on the inside who do have the quality to be great leaders, but you will need people on the outside to push them, to show them, to give them different experiences because you need to be able to show that your concept works with many different minds rather than only works with the people that you've trained for it to work for. If your concept can't work for all sorts of people, then when you expand your concept, then what happens? You falter and you fall because you haven't proven that you can work with anybody else who hasn't been in the middle of this already. Then you're going to have to train again to get them up to that point. It's harmful to think that that's the only way your concept could work. Because it's nice to believe that if we went through, you know, through the baby steps and elevated each step of the way, that that would be the greatest way to work. And it is a great way, but it can't be the only way. And that's where some restaurants get stuck on that being the only way. Oh, this has to work this way. Oh, this can only work this way. Oh, I want this to work this way. It's nice, but it's not enough. It's not growth enough. And when you're trying to grow, you need to be willing to pay the little more for the long-term benefits of paying that little more. It's a short-sighted mentality. A lot of restaurants want to believe that they're looking for the long run by paying the shorter amount early, but it actually leaves you hurt for the long run because you're not expanding enough in your ideas and your concept to make it grow appropriately. You're leaving yourself behind. And you have people who will start leaving because they don't see your concept being able to grow even though their position could grow like it's great that my position could grow up to here but if your concept grows past there three or four levels past there my position could grow past that even and that's what most people who want to work the restaurant industry long term want they want something that can grow long term that they're not just going to be stuck in and seeing only the benefits of being stuck in this position. Like, there's a ceiling that you're creating if you don't show growth and potential. And when you create a ceiling in that way, you start giving people a reason to leave. Because they don't see themselves getting out of that ceiling that you created. And, whew, if that's not bad, I don't know what is. So, overall... Time is a crazy thing in the restaurant industry. And time is an interesting thing if you spend enough time in the restaurant industry. Because like I said, it it's harmful for experience, and it can be. But imagine going from being 19 to being 34 in the restaurant industry because you've been in it long enough. That's adolescence almost that's the end of teenage years to the beginning of you know your 30s you're having kids and all of that and all of that is spent in an industry that has the same belief system and the same growth system and the same ways of expanding all across every board there's no mental changes to how things expand and 
differences in any of this. All these concepts want you to believe that they're different. The only thing that's different is the food they serve. Their ideas on how they get people from one position to the next and on how people grow and all those things are the same thing. They're reading from the same playbook. They're analyzing the same rule book. They're, they're taking from each other and saying, hey, this is what we want to talk about. And it's never, it's never changing. It's never altering. It's always, okay, it's this. It's always this. It's always going to be this. This is how it is. There's nothing else. Like, sooner or later, you got to think that a concept will come in and go like, this has worked, but is this enough? Because as much as it worked, it still leaves a limitation. How do we go past this to be better than that? The problem is that some concepts have gone by, oh, I don't need a kitchen staff anymore. I can train front of the house people to be kitchen staff, as well as front of the house people. That way I don't have to have the overpayment of a kitchen staff. It's a crazy notion to believe that if you cut off one leg, that your concept will be so much better because you still have the other leg. Uh, you need both legs to stand in this version of the story. We're not saying that you couldn't succeed to a certain extent, but there is the notion that there's going to be a part of you that does not fully go forward because there's going to be a limitation to how you can go forward because you decided to chop off one of your legs. It didn't get chopped off for you. You decided that it would be best to chop it off before going forward into the next stage of the life. Imagine that. Imagine making the choice that this leg is no longer necessary for me to succeed. I need to make it harder and do this only on one leg. Because that's the idea. And then you work out leg day and say, I hope for the best on this. It, it's an interesting notion. This is why I love it and I hate it at the same time in all these years that I've been doing it. The restaurant industry is so much fun on so many different ways for because of the so many different concepts and the people and just the delivery of these concepts. There's so many things that make it enjoyable in a manner of speaking that's not available to you in almost any other profession. It isn't. But there are so many things that are backwards. Paperwork is backwards. Concept of time is backwards. How to expand is backwards. Employee positions are backwards. It's just, there's so many things that have been created that people will stick to and have not decided to expand because they worked. If all you do is what works because it worked 50 years ago, how do you know that something else that you could do couldn't work better? And that's what the restaurant industry feels stuck in. They're willing to use technology for some things, but for others, they're not going to. They're willing to think outside the box for their food, but for how to better get their employees, screw that. They'll be stuck in 50 years ago. They're willing to, you know, do so many things in so many different directions, except for the things you would think would be easier to do to deliver the long term that you would want. Because all these other concepts have done it this way and it's worked for them. But not every single one of them has succeeded. For every concept that succeeds at that, 
there are 10 others that didn't. Because instead of making the changes necessary to be better, they stuck to the same old bull routine that all the other concepts stuck to. Like, sooner or later, man, if you're not willing to expand your mindset a little bit, you're going to fall behind everybody else. You're going to be like everybody else that failed instead of like the ones that succeeded. They did something a little different to succeed. Just something a little different. Don't you think? I don't know. It's it's an interesting thing. And it's an interesting conversation because time in restaurants are very multi-layered in the manners in which you look at them. There's the time in the restaurants, there's the time for the restaurants, there's the time because of the restaurants. And I think I covered all three of them in one way or another. It's just a very perplexing way of going forward in the longevity of this. Look, I think I said it in the first episode, I love the industry. I am a food and beverage guy probably until the day I die because I think it has one of the greatest connection to people, to to food, to everything. It just has a connection to everything. But it hasn't been shown the right level of respect and it hasn't been shown the right understanding and it hasn't grown enough in the last 20 years while so many other industries have. Sooner or later, it's going to have to. And I hope to be there when it does. And when it starts that other side, I hope to be a leader in that. Because simply put, the other side of this industry, when we hit that part, when we go to that next side, it's going to be so much fun to be there. I just don't know myself if I completely understand what that other side is. And will I be able to notice it when it starts coming? Or have I already missed it? That's the part you don't really know. That's the part that's probably some of the more interesting things. But, I appreciate you. I thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. What is time? See you in the next one. Peace!